Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend in Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. The show's namesake, BJ Shea. He's here, and I know he's excited for today's episode. Very much so. And running the boards is Joey D. Hey. On today's show, we will talk with Berkey from Game Toppers. And uh, man, BJ, you're stoked about this one. I know that. We will yeah. also talk television with the season finale of The Watch and get to the geek sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. Get out of our blogs, podcasts, and more. Or just find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and the Odyssey app. Odyssey. Odyssey. Just look BJ Shea's Geek Nation or BJ Geek Nation. You'll find us. Lots of ways to get a hold of us. Send us emails. Send us uh, messages on the old Facebook or the old Twitters and all that fun stuff. Let us know how you feel about all the geeky stuff. Um, But I don't want to uh, spend any more time to keep BJ waiting. Now, with us today is somebody, BJ, um, I feel that you might be a super fan of. I'm I, I'm not, you know, usually I don't say things like that, but it seems like you were very excited to have this man on. Well, I, I'll tell you this. There's no doubt about it. You know, as a person that has a hobby that I love so much, when somebody comes along who has the same love for that hobby, maybe even more, and is perhaps one of the best ambassadors you could ever see, and then all of a sudden has a product that is just ridiculously affordable as well as ridiculously amazing, (laughs) and you're like, it's all rolled into this package as a person that we all know as Berkey and uh, his great product, Game Toppers. And uh, the reason we're talking to Berkey, Berkey, you're doing it again. You're on Kickstarter again with this. (laughs) Kickstarter 3.0, baby. (laughs) <laughs> oh man! And, you, you, and and again, the funny thing is, is that you know the people that had Kickstarter 1.0 loved the product and thought, I don't know what you can do to improve upon it. And Berkey was like, Well, I just got some new cool things to do that you know uh, people that, that, that I was a 2.0er, and people were, were like, Wow, the, 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 the 1.0ers were loving the new stuff, and the 2.0ers were definitely loving what was coming out. And for folks that don't know, um, as a board gamer. The great thing about playing the game, of course, is all the components in the game, and and you get so excited about the stuff, and a lot of us just go crazy buying the best version of the game we want. But then the surface we play on sometimes is just less than desirable. Uh, you know, basically an uneven table. Sometimes your table's not big enough, and you're, you'd have no place to put your drinks. You're spilling stuff on your... Gr- I mean, oh, there was yeah. just no solution except they... Re- you know, you saw some game tables that were just beautiful, but a lot of them were just crazy expensive, and some of us didn't have a dedicated game room. We didn't know what to do about this, and then our savior Berkey came along. <laughs> I will not claim that status, but... I got to tell you, I love gaming, and everything that we developed is just like you said. It came from the passion of the hobby, and we came up with our tagging statement, upgrading everybody's gaming experience. And the truth is, a game topper, when you play on it, the experience is so elevated, it upgrades every game you play from that point on. So it's the ultimate gaming upgrade. And the beautiful thing about it is the name itself tells you that it is not a game table, but it is a topper for any table you want to put this on. And, and, and Berkey, literally you can put this depending on, and you have so many different sizes and options that, you know, it, it can fit any space anybody wants to create. Uh, you can put this pretty much on any table that I can find around my house or whatever. 
Exactly. It's meant to convert your existing table and transform that table into a high-quality board game table with cup holder accessories and getting the drinks off the table, beautiful thematic game mats, accessories. But on this Kickstarter, Kickstarter 3.0, we even upped it another notch by designing a portable leg kit that screws into the bottom of the channel of the of the toppers and then allows people to have these legs so that it can be a full dedicated table or it can be easily put away and taken to game night or conventions or that type of thing. And that innovation, again, just came from listening to our customers, listening to the community and saying, what can we do to get better? And I'm striving every day to get better at what we do. And we have a really high commitment to taking care of our customers and just making making games fun, you know. And Berkey is probably one of the nicest business people you'll ever meet. I mean, it's 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 just it's nice to meet somebody who just loves so much what I love, and yet is making a product that I definitely want to buy. And that's what sold me. You know, I was at a convention. Uh, I was at the uh, at Pax Unplugged, and and uh, and that's where I met Berkey in Philadelphia, and saw the table and saw the game toppers just up close. But really. What it was for me, Berkey, was that it, you were just such a genuinely nice person that said, let me tell you about this product I made basically because I love the hobby so much. And that enthusiasm, along with a great product, uh, including the fact that it's it's really lightweight when you use the word portable, you know, and say, take it to cons. How can I take a big, uh, like a cool gaming table to a con? But, you know, you your tables, which have the recessed wells, so it is, you know, that way you can roll dice and they don't go flying off the table. You also have a place where I can stack all my cards uh, with these little grooves that are in the edge of the table, which are perfect. And 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 yet they're lightweight. How how are they sturdy and how are they lightweight and how are they so cool like this? Well, it's it's uh, I, I want to answer that in two parts, because uh, one, the first thing to answer the last part of your question is they are military grade aluminum Whoa. extrusion, which allows us to have good hardness. So they're extremely durable with uh, heavy duty powder coating so they don't scratch. And that makes them lightweight and yet sturdy enough to handle the rigors of heavy convention use and so forth. But I remember meeting you, and this was before I knew you were the great BJJ. Oh, oh, oh don't get don't <laughs> wow. don't inflate his ego on that one, Berkey. Yeah, oh, I'm my already goodness. hard to live with, Berkey. <laughs> well, he's a worldwide phenomenon, and I didn't know it. <laughs> oh, you're very kind. Thank you, Berkey. But yeah, we, we we hit it off because probably we're in the same demographic, and a lot of times, you know, Berkey, you know it as well as I do. It seems like everybody that's at these cons is younger than me. Uh, so it was so nice to meet a familiar <laughs> soul that was like that kind of knew the references that I. New. Uh, well, we're, we're we're definitely Mortimer and Stadler or whatever, right? <laughs> Stadler and Waldorf. <laughs> That's what it is. Oh yeah, we're up we're yeah, we're, we're up in the balcony going, oh, what a, get off my lawn, kids these uh, days. But really, we, we br- can do our own geek uh, geek uh, show called uh, Grumpy Old Gamers. <laughs> oh my goodness, yes, you could. That's fantastic. You know what, uh, Berkey? That could be a that that could be a hundred dollar idea that I might be willing to buy into. <laughs> I want half. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? With well, that, I'll give I'll give you a sixty forty because rem- you're a good guy. <laughs> I do remember that encounter very specifically, though, and I wanted to comment it because a lot of times we have a lot of media personalities come to up asking us for things, and 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 I want to be as generous as I as I can be, and I do support our hobby a lot in that way, but. 
you came up to me with a totally different approach, just excited about the product. And then you told me who you were and said, I got a show and I'm doing this stuff, talk about geeky things and blah, blah, blah. But he said, you said, I don't want anything. I want to buy this from you. I love this. And I was so impressed with you. And likewise, your enthusiasm when you got your topper, you immediately were posting pictures and rolling out your mats and the big, un- the reveal you had. And it was so fun and so encouraging. And I was so grateful to have you as a as a customer and as a friend. Well, and, uh, thank and, you, Berkey. I pre- right back at you, sir. It's 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 been a pl- it's it's a pleasure to know you, sir. And Berkey, I will let you know for sure that that enthusiasm um, is a hundred percent genuine. He wouldn't stop talking about the game topper, and it's it's one of those things that he was so happy that he didn't have to buy a new custom dining room table because he didn't need to. Now he had everything he needed with it, and people can go right now because it's going on until the uh, until May twenty. 20- Game Toppers 3.0 is on the Kickstarter, so you can go to GameToppersLLC.com to go there, or if you just search for Game Toppers 3.0 Kickstarter, you'll get right to it. Also on our social media, people can find all the links. Want to make sure everyone knew about that because these are fantastic. And they can, they can go on any table. I mean, you can put these on like those plastic tables you can buy at the Costco or BJ's. I mean, it, it can literally go anywhere. You can put it on a, a, a like on a little coffee table or even on a hassock if you've got a square, you know, a hassock that can support it. And also, Berkey, what I love about it is the you talked about the lightweight nature of it. But you know, people wonder like, well, won't it slip off? Won't it slide? But you've done stuff to the underneath that makes it grip it to the point where I could tip over the whole table before I would actually knock off the topper itself exactly and people are amazed at that that's one of the most common questions even from the reviewers how does this stay on there and it it's the friction footprint of the overall dimension of the topper the weight because it's really stout and sturdy um the 3m rubberized material on the bottom of the cross supports and the rails not only protects your fine furniture it creates this friction footprint, and it'll do exactly what you just said. We have close to 30 publishers, some of the largest board game publishers in the world, Cool Mini or Not, AEG, Alderatic Entertainment Group, Renegade Game Studios, Arcane Wonders, uh, wonderful friends. I could go on and list all of them, but they have them in heavy-duty convention use, and putting on these little you know, 30-inch by 6-foot plastic Costco tables and never have had a failure, and they look like they're brand new, and they've been through 10, 12 uh, conventions. Yeah, they really they they look impressive, and and I know you have a new feature, which I'll definitely let you tell because a lot of folks sometimes they 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 don't have a dedicated gaming area. Sometimes the dining room has to be their gaming area, but uh, they also right. want the table to look like a dining room table. And you've come up with a feature uh, for for some of your game toppers where you can convert it into a regular table. Exactly. We have our our new leg kits that go in the Generation 2 rail and beyond. And in addition to that, we have new dining covers. Um, On our Kickstarter right now, people are going to see some amazing stretch goals and package deals where you can get the storage bags, the thematic game mats, the dice towers, the cup holders, and then these options. So, there's so much versatility. You can even get an extension rail. Like if you want to convert half of your topper into a mini topper and like 60, 70% of the people love that, that would back that. And they, they just love that. We take ours camping 
uh, half of our Watson. We throw it in the camper, and it fits perfect on the on the picnic table, and we can play games while we're out camping. That is a great idea because most of the time, I mean, I, I some of my favorite board games, I have to make sure, and they're the, the smaller portable ones that you can play, but now you can bring the whole kit and caboodle when it comes down to your gaming collection. <laughs> And the and the one thing that right. I use, even though that he has the dining covers with some, you know, with some of the models that they have out there, the unexpected effect that I didn't really even think would be a thing was, all right, I've got this game topper, I'm going to leave, you know, and I can take it off my dining room table if I want to, and I was going to do that, I was just going to use it to play games, take it off. But it's now on there permanently for a reason because these game mats, Rev, they are so gorgeous. It's it's like I bought a piece of art for the room. And also, people will change out their their, their, their decorations for the different holidays, which, by the way, I mean, if you ever get a chance to see how Berkey's, Berkey's family decorates <laughs> for the holidays, my God, the, his his place is, I mean, it's like, I, he, I, I know he's got an interior decorator somewhere in the family. If not, they should be. But... <laughs> These game mats, you know, depending on the season, like I have season-themed game mats, which wow. weren't designed for that. But right now, I've got this one by Ryan Lockett. That's a, it's a beautiful green Asian sort of design, uh, and it looks like you're in some sort of like feudal Japan type of a situation. But it is so gorgeous that I, that you know, I look at it and I go, "This is something I would have gone and said, I want this just like as a as a wonderful horizontal service decoration." So Berkey, every depending on the time of year, I've got a game mat on there for decorative purposes, and it has nothing to do with gaming. That's how beautiful this product is. That's so awesome. Uh, you know, when we first started, we only offered like six different game mats, a couple different colors, and a couple thematic mats. But we did employ the services of a couple really well-known board game artists. Andreas Zipharatis from Greece, who did Mage Wars and Android Netrunner, very popular oh, yes, games yes. and incredible art. Um, they did our adventure mat. He did our space mat, and he oh, did yeah. our uh, a castle mat. And I'll tell you a really quick story about that. The 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 space mat. One day we were downstairs playing. And this just tells you about elevating your gaming. Um, we had the adventure mat out, and we were going to play this game called Mission Red Planet. And it's oh, a yeah. space-themed game. Fun game. Well, we had set up all the little astronauts on the adventure mat, and we all looked at us at each other and went, well, one of these things just doesn't go with the other. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh... And, and, and so we debated, well, should we take it down? Should we put it? Uh, and we did that back and forth thing for a while. And then finally we just said, fine, we're doing it. We pulled the game off, put it back in the box, put the space mat down and reset the game up. We all played it. And everybody at the end of that game went, I'm so glad we did that because playing on that space mat with the moon and the space station, it just felt so thematic in the environment. It was so much fun. And so we just kept improving on that and hiring more noted board game artists like Ryan Lockett, who is an amazing board game artist, designer, and publisher all in one. It's unheard of what that man does. He's brilliant. And we employed an artist. His name is Vincent Dutrait. Uh, and this is one of my favorite board game artists. And he made us the brand new map called The Great Wall. And it's ancient Asia. 
And this Whoa. mat is like you're saying, you just want to put it on the wall. It's so gorgeous. Yeah. And the print quality that we use with our premium mats that are three millimeter stitched edge. I mean, I own a ton of mats and honestly, these are the best mats. I, I just want quality. I want it to be affordable, but I'm, I'm not skimping around with uh, doing inferior products just for price point. I really want good quality also. And it's I'm, so true, so and, true. And I mean, even looking at it, even if you're not like a super dedicated gamer, if you you should get these anyway. If you have something like a poker night, because you have a Texas Hold'em mat, I can see it right on the site. There's yeah. a whole bunch of isn't that awesome? It's amazing. It's like one of those things. It's like I have actually I have BJ's old poker table that he gave to me, and I'm like, yeah, this is cool, but I think it would just be easier to have a game topper at this point in time. It's so cool that you say that, Justin, because the uh, you know, there's nothing out there in that market. You know, there's these crappy little felt uh, type of yep. mats that you can buy on Amazon that have fold crease marks. And we had ours designed so it's got that old West wooden table with an old revolver and little glasses of whiskey. And you feel like you're in an old saloon playing poker, you know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you even have like the war, uh, war terrain grids with like the hex grids. And like that is perfect because... I play D&D. I play a lot of Dungeons and Dragons. So having the ability to have even just a grid like that helps immensely. It means I don't have to always grab uh, all sorts of different types of, uh, de you know, uh, decorations or, you know, game tiles or anything like that. Because now I can just get like the 3D items that you want to put on there and you can create battle scenarios for oh, your D&D yeah. group so easily. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, and we even have... Uh, you'll have to check out the dungeon map. That was done by Andreas Zipparatus. We've got this old dragon skeleton with this gray, ominous oh, uh, yeah. cobblestone floor that has one-inch grids. And you'll see even the moss growing in between the cracks. It's so beautiful and cool-looking. Oh, that is amazing. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Wow. Yeah, it is. It's it's amazing. It really is gorgeous. It is it, and I've had and I've had the product for a year, the Game Toppers. We're talking to Berkey who's who's got a Kickstarter called Game Toppers 3.0. This is basically the third version of the uh, of this great product and uh there's just no complaints on this end and also the customer service. You'll see on Facebook. If you go to their Facebook page, you do Game Toppers on Facebook, every question that's asked berkey is the one that's responding and i mean the, the it doesn't matter they could say berkey uh you know what to, should i save money for my kids college uh you know what time should i retire berkey will try to answer you you know <laughs> berkey will just whatever he'll try to answer and i mean th that level of customer service as well as the love the love for the hobby as well as the i mean and the product it is, I 100% say, man, look, if you want to give yourself a wonderful experience, if you want to splurge, my kids tell me, don't get anything for Father's Day or Christmas. They know, they go, because nice. we know the Kickstarter's <laughs> coming. Don't buy anything, Dad. They know how much I love this product, and um, and I just love the fact that there's a good dude and 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 his team as well associated to it. It's like a win-win every way you go, where everything about this is great, including the person that's making it and and, and spearheading it. Berkey, uh, uh, it is always great to talk to you. It's so awesome to know you. We'll find a way to do this $100 podcast idea that we've got. Um, 
is, but uh, go to Kickstarter well, right now, Game, uh, Game Toppers 3.0. And I know you, Berkey, usually if the Kickstarter ends, you find a way to try to accommodate people anyway, because you did that for me. You helped me even though, the, even though the, the Kickstarter was over the last time. So I feel like, you know, if somebody wants one of these, you'll find a way to make that happen. Well, and I, I appreciate it so much. You're very kind. But, you know, I, my son works full-time for us now. My wife works for and We have another employee wow. and have our warehouse right here in Minnesota. But I said, listen, I don't care how big we get. We've, we've, we've delivered over 4,000 toppers all over the world. Whoa. I said, I don't care how big we get. We're going to treat everybody with respect and each person like they matter. We're not doing the Amazon uh, uh auto in uh, response emails. We're going to treat each person individually. And because I care about this and I care about the people that support us and I want them to have a good experience. And so that's why we do the extra. And I think in business, honestly, I've run several successful businesses. It's that little 10% that makes a difference and allows you to win. And not all of my competitors have enjoyed that. Um, because I'm just willing to work hard, <laughs> you know? It shows, man. It really shows. And Berkey, again, thank you so much. People can find it if you go to GameToppersLLC.com or just search for GameToppers 3.0 on Kickstarter. You have until May 20th, but again, if somehow you're listening to this later and you feel that you uh, didn't get in on that, send a message to Berkey. I'm pretty sure he'll help you out. He wants he wants you to have his ta- Game Toppers out there. <laughs> Absolutely. I so appreciate it, guys. Again, thanks for having me on the show, and we'd love to help anybody the best we can. Man, BJ, did you already back that Kickstarter? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I, dude, Berkey is so cool. Like, seriously, thank you so much for spending uh, so much, like, so much time with us. And I mean, if you need a table, we talked so much about it. Uh, Go check it out. And definitely, if once cons open up again and you see them, definitely go say hi to him. Yeah, yeah, he's very nice. Uh, BJ, you finished the watch, which is on BBC America, correct? Yeah, and it's been a while. Actually. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, the last episode was, uh, I hate to say, it was February. Oh, wow. Yeah, that, but we've just been, you know, whether me being on assignment, whatever, we just never got around to talk about, like, the finale, and I believe it is a series finale. I don't think it's getting renewed. Um, if I if I remember correctly reading, maybe somebody could look that up. I think the watch did not get renewed. Um, and it didn't get well-reviewed, so this is a tough thing to even talk about. But I ended up liking this show. Uh, did it get canceled, Vicky? Because I don't um, think they're having a season looking. two. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if they have yet or not. I feel like I read that somewhere and I was sad about it um, because they—they, they, I mean, they—you know—the cool thing that shows are doing is that they will wrap up the season storyline, give you a little cliffhanger going, what you know, into the next season, just in case they get canceled. Which, of course, American Gods got canceled, Into the Badlands got canceled, and they all did this where they basically had a cliffhanger episode. Um and uh, ended up going well, or we could end here. You know, it's up to you how you want to do it. Yeah, um, look, it doesn't look like I've been able to see whether or not it actually has been yeah. officially canceled. But yep. like you were talking about, the ratings were not mm. great. It had yep. some critical issues with it. Some people did not like it, but you seem yeah. to enjoy it. It was, you know, it it could be clunky. The special effects were not the greatest. Begin, you know, that's a budgetary issue. If you ask me, I tend to forgive shows that have that because. You're competing when you when you're competing with the money that Disney and Paramount Plus can throw towards mm-hmm. their shows. Uh, you gotta sort of go, hey, we know that it's just not going to happen. You know, I mean, you, you, there, and there's so many ways to handle that. For me, I just, just I just go, you know what? I'll give you a break. I don't worry about how cheesy that looks. I'm gonna give you a break. Do I like the story? I ended up really liking the story, 
And uh, I will just tell you this. It's called The Watch. A bunch of detectives who really are useless because crime is legal where they're basically the police. So why do you need police if crime is basically legal and regulated? Uh, it's, you know, Terry Pritchett's, I guess, based on Terry Pratchett's work. Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me. Yeah. And um, so uh, it's British and I, it ended up growing on me. And uh, there were, let's see, how many episodes do we have? There were eight, eight episodes. Eight episodes, yeah. If you're looking for something to binge, it's on AMC Plus, from what I can tell, or maybe it's still on demand with BBC America. But if it shows up somewhere, you may want to give it a try. And 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 you know, it's only eight episodes. It's a fantasy setting, um, but it's a, it's a mixture of really almost like cyberpunk and fantasy together. It's a very bizarre mashup. But I ended up actually really liking the characters. Uh, Richard Dormer, who I know I know from somewhere, and I forget where. Uh, Richard Dormer uh, plays the lead role, and he's been something else. I probably should click on his name. Maybe I can and see what it, see what it shows me for Richard Dormer's name, but uh, like what else he's been in. But he plays a very bizarre character who speaks in a really, really odd way. Uh, oh, and he I was think in Game of Thrones. Yeah, wasn't he was he? Beric. Yeah, he That's was Beric who, yeah, in Game of Thrones. You. Yeah. That's who he is. I knew had, I knew him from he somewhere. The, he had the eye patch. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it, he looks he, weird without an eye patch, right? And he's nothing like that character, <laughs> by the way. He's yeah, he's 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 nothing like Beric at all. And um, but it's a very he's almost like he speaks like almost like Popeye the sailor in certain oh, ways with a British accent. But you know, they, I, it grew on me. I just have to say, it grew on me. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to tell you this is anything more than a six to seven type of a show to watch for the average person. You might like it if you like fantasy a little bit more. There's some good stuff that got covered in it. This is, I think, what I liked about it. A little bit of heart that got covered in it. It's kind of cool. I'm kind of interested in just kind of seeing the visuals and stuff like that, because you're talking essentially like a cyberpunk type uh, uh, future uh setting and it'll be interesting to see that it probably just make me wish that they would make a good shadow run uh series but a lot of the times i like those shows for like the world building or just kind of the 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 setting and just kind of seeing where they want to go with it maybe not even if it's like an oh, amazing show we'll be here wednesday then i have a show for you Ooh, okay yeah, all right then I won't tell you today but wednesday if you're looking for world building and a cool show that you know, for especially you, Rev, I think you're going to like the time period and what's happening in the time period. Tune in Wednesday. All right, then. Well, uh, we'll have to wait until Wednesday. But for now, we've got The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. All right, Vicky, what do you got? I actually had it's more casting news, but it's not really a casting yet. But now I really want this to happen. Okay. Uh, so apparently, according to IndieWire, Dave Bautista held a meeting with Warner Brothers to tell the studio... He's going to play Bane. Whoa. He apparently told the studios point blank, I'm playing Bane, which now that that's said, I want it. I want it so much. I want him to be Bane, whether it's with this new Batman series with Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Or if they do another one, just so I can get Orlando Jones as the Riddler. The Riddler, as I've been wanting for years. Yes, that's uh, the fan casting I want right there. Oh, I hadn't even thought about Orlando Jones as the Riddler. You're right. That would that would be amazing. Ever since he did Mr. Nancy on American Gods, yes. it was just like, this man is, I, is perfect. Especially because oh. he, he could rock those suits. The mm-hmm. perp- I was just picturing him in like that green yeah. classic suit. Oh, or and then... The, it, it, oh, it, it is, yeah. It, you're right. He would, he would be amazing. Uh, the look would be amazing. Of course, his acting's amazing, and that he's got some big shoes to fill because Gotham's Riddler, who I can't remember the the, the actor's name, unfortunately, but <sighs> I love Gotham's Ed Enigma. I thought he was so good. Oh, he was. He was fantastic. And, uh, and all that me, whole casting was really fantastic. And for me, you know, you, for instance, you know, like you, you have your favorite, 
villains that have been portrayed in all the different incarnations of Batman. And when it comes to the Riddler, who is my favorite, I've always loved the Riddler because Frank Gorshin in the 60s yeah. did such an amazing job, in my opinion, as the Riddler. Corey Michael Smith. Yeah. Corey Michael yeah. Smith was, uh, I, I wasn't a fan of Carrie's Riddler, and Corey Michael Smith's Riddler was so good. And that was the thing. I mean, uh, I grew so good. I grew up in the 90s, so I had Jim Carrey as the Riddler. And I, I thought it was fine because it was Jim Carrey being Jim Carrey playing the Riddler, but it's not really... He wasn't a cool Batman villain. He was just a goofy dork in a suit which that is, lit up. sad. When, yeah, because yeah. the Riddler's brilliant. That's mm-hmm. It really irritated me. That movie came out, what, 92? I don't want to talk I about it. I watched it when I was a kid, and I loved it, <laughs> but because it was goofy, and I yeah. loved watching Jim Carrey on screen, but I was also little. Yeah, and I mean, that was the one that had Tommy Lee Jones as mm-hmm. Two-Face, where yeah. he was just hamming it up. But apparently he didn't even like Jim Carrey's antics behind the scenes. I remember reading Mm-mm. a thing about that, where Jim Carrey came up, tried to come up to Tommy Lee Jones like after they saw each other in a, like a, a, a diner or a restaurant. He's like, no. And Tommy Lee Jones was just like, no, just not having it. And Jim was like, all right, I thought we had something, and no. This, this is why, <laughs> you know, you, t- you think about hamming it up, Rev. You go back and you watch... Uh, you know, some of the performances of, of Burgess Meredith and all who played the Penguin, who was the, the most popular villain of the 60s show. And you watch Frank Gorshin's performance in the middle of all that camp and all that ham. There is some genuinely good villainous acting. It's like, whoa, I am scared of this guy. And mm-hmm. I was never scared of anybody in that Batman movie that had, you know, Mr. Freeze and all, all of those, you know, Fair all enough. those folks. Yeah, yeah, Uma yeah. Thurman, though, I will say, did a good Poison Ivy. I oh, liked her Poison Ivy. Although I will say, I know you haven't watched the Harley Quinn show, but I really, really, what I loved about that Poison Ivy, and I would love to see on screen, is Poison Ivy's always portrayed as very sexy because that's what she looks like, but she, the way she talks, the way she moves is very, very sexy and appealing. Plus, she's got the love potion. Yeah. And the thing that I noticed that I appreciate about Lake Bell's Poison Ivy animated is that she is sexy because she's pretty, but she doubts herself. She's weird with relationships. She kind of gets all weird about like commitment and everything. And she's kind of, you know, just a regular chick with regular chick emotions who happens to have love potions. Well, yeah. Lake Bell is a treasure. Right. Uh, you, you, you know what? That might get me to watch, uh, watch Harley go. Quinn. Oh, I, I love Lake Bell. Um, that's what she's, I, yeah. she's just so good. Like she, she happens to be sexy, but she's not like a sex pot. Yeah. With all of this, it really does make me excited to have Dave Bautista possibly be Bane, even if he's just like going in there and strong arming him. He's it's got about some the most, chops. Yeah, and it's he, the most Bane thing possible. He's just right. going in there. All right. I'm Bane from Batman. He says, I want to play Bane so bad I went to Warner Brothers, had an appointment with them, and had an appointment with DC, walked in the door and said, I want to play Bane. I'm not kidding. They were like, whoa, we're not even casting Bane. He's like, I don't care. I'm playing him. (laughs) Well, it's perfect then at that point. They're not casting him because they've already cast him. They just didn't even know it yet. And the other Bane that is actually (laughs) really good is also in the Harley Quinn series. Yeah. Because he's so... You've sent me some weird out-of-context uh, uh, clips from there, and I'm always confused, but entertained. I will blow you up, chicken satay! <laughs> Anyways, until next time, stay nerdy.